Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Joining us today is Jack Vanek. Jack is queen of the elder emos, a self-made entrepreneur and CEO of her unconventional Jack Vanek brand. She just had her wedding in France back in September, and I love how she incorporated elements that were unique to her and her husband. I wanted to have her on to chat about the process of adding personal touches to your big day. Jack, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. After my wedding, I feel like I'm an expert at all things weddings. So I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> We're very, very excited. How did? Where in France did you get married? So we got married. We rented out a chateau in Burgundy, France. And Love. we had... I had 56 guests, so it was a smaller wedding, and I basically wanted everybody to stay in one place. So that's why we did the Chateau, and um, I just loved France so much. So it was amazing. How did you guys go about finding that Chateau specifically? Oh my God. So I went, I went everywhere and anywhere trying to figure out where the hell we were going to get married. Um, (laughs) I did everything from local stuff and I was like, that's too expensive. So we actually looked outside of the country because it's so much cheaper to get married, not in America. Um, So I looked, I looked in Mexico. (laughs) We were kind of going to do that for a bit, but then like the rainy season and then they have like a seaweed problem there. There's a lot of issues with that. And then my husband and I actually went to France the year previously, we went to the south of France and absolutely fell in love. So oh. I started, you know, looking around for like large houses and stuff like that and then landed on the chateau idea. And then my mom and I actually went out there last December to go visit um, like four different chateaus. And then we landed on the one that we landed on. Perfect. Yeah. Right, I love that. I love that. All right. So some of our questions have been really around your design. And yeah someone wants to know, like, how did you know if something you designed was going to look good, as good as it did in your head? How did you go about designing your wedding? Yeah. So um, my background is I started a clothing line when I was in college and I uh, majored in graphic design while I was in college as well. So that's kind of always been in my own personal life for, you know, the last 15 years or so. So when it came to my wedding, I knew that I was going to do everything myself. I'm also a perfectionist and I have OCD and I'm like, I need this to be under my control. 
Um, so when it came to a lot of like the designs for the invites and um, stuff like that, uh, I had a pretty good idea of how it would go. But I also, you know, designed, I would creative directed the flowers and the photography and stuff like that too. So that was more of a, I'm sort of just hoping and praying that it'll turn out mm-hmm. the way that I sort of envisioned it. So it was a little bit of everything. Yeah. Cause you can't, you, you really can't know how most of the stuff on your wedding day is going to look until you kind of get there. No. Like you can do test runs with florals and you can do test run with like linens and tabletops, but really seeing it all come together is like, you got to trust and believe yeah. with your photographer. You know, the pictures were so lovely. Did you work with someone that was local? Did you ship someone in? I guess is usually my, my question or how did you go about finding the right photographer for you? So um, I used my trusty Instagram and asked all of my followers for photographers in Europe. I wanted to stay in Europe. I mean, I, my husband and I paid for our own wedding ourselves. We're not Nepo babies in any sense of the word. So we were definitely on a budget. So I couldn't fly in some of my favorite photographers from America. So I wanted to focus on Europe because obviously traveling in Europe is a lot easier Um, So I asked my followers and I got a ton of different recommendations and obsessively looked at everybody and tried to find the best fit for the style that I was going for. And I found this amazing photographer, Joy Zamora. He's based out of of Spain. So quick little Mm -hmm. jump into France for him. And then I ended up getting his uh, man that he works with as a videographer, this uh, man named Lua. And he was incredible as well. And we had a few different calls creatively. And I'm just, I like was looking for very specific photos and very specific things. Um, So working with them was amazing because they're very collaborative. They're very Mm. um, cinematic and documentary style photographers. So not your typical, um, I think like formal wedding photographer that you would see sometimes. Cool. And talk to me more about those conversations that you had about collaborating and like, did you put together mood boards for them for like images that really stood out to you? Or did you kind of go through their existing galleries and point out like, I love this kind of style. Can we lean into this? Talk to us about that creative process. Yeah. So there's a little bit of both. Both of them had like a, um, what's it called? Like a questionnaire kind of when we Mm. first started talking. And it was cool because they asked you questions that had nothing to do with photography and videography at all. It was, you know, what are your favorite songs? What do you like to do in your free time? Like they obviously wanted to know the story about how you met. And I love that from a creative perspective because they're trying to look at you, you know, as, as a whole and not just Mm. like what photos do you like to kind of curate this look and this feel for you as a couple. So I really, really appreciated that. And then when it came to actually having the conversations with them, we did a few different Zoom meetings with both of them. And I obviously made a mood board on Pinterest of all of my favorite (laughs) photos. And I had to tell them, you know, like, I liked this about this. I liked this about this. Um, It was it's funny because I when I was in high school, I was I studied photography as well. And I would do a lot of like self portraits because I'm so such a perfectionist that I want to be in front of the camera and behind the camera. So I wish that I could have done that for my wedding. But this was like the closest that I could find is working with them because they truly did understand the vision and um, were patient with me about like all of my notes afterwards. And it was they were great. They're amazing to work with. I love that. And really finding someone that has the right eye is the kind of the first step. Like you can really trust in them. And the fact that they were open to collaborating and just really having that conversation was lovely. Yeah. Spain photographers are definitely by far some of my favorite. They're the like they have this impeccable way of capturing 
a love story. And it, to be honest, we've flown some from, it's been cheaper to fly photographers from outside of the US yeah. to the US to shoot a wedding. And I'm like, you're getting a much bigger bang for your buck. So pro tip, if you're looking to get some stellar imagery, consider flying someone from Europe to where you are. I know. Well, uh, it is so funny. As, as so many of the photographers that I found, they were mostly Spanish. Like they, yeah. they just have this <laughs> They got this the sauce. vibe. It's they're <laughs> yeah. very cinematic. I just don't know what it, it's. It's so different than anybody else that I had found. Agreed. I was actually kind of blown away. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I, I have some of my favorite, like literally t- some of my top five are out of Spain. So that's awesome. They got it's in the wine. I'm I'm assuming. Oh so. hell yeah. <laughs> so back to personalizing. It sounds like you're well versed in all things creative. When did it? start to feel maybe like I'm over personalizing and and how did how do you know when you're towing the line of like all right I need to slow my roll um well that was my biggest problem because <laughs> I wanted I'm like huge on messaging I always have been with my brand like I love like little tiny moments and I also like making everything a moment Mm. So I absolutely went overboard and bit off more that I could chew. And I also just wanted to do every single thing myself. So that was a massive problem that I was finding because my wedding ended up turning into another full-time job while I have Mm -hmm. my like other five jobs that I'm doing. So for me, it's just like I created so much extra stress for myself on top of just like financial and just planning a wedding and travel and, you know, uh, destination and all of that kind of stuff. But it's like, but I I wanted it. Like I wanted all of these adorable little moments and I wanted everything to kind of feel really personalized, especially because it was a destination wedding and people were spending so much money to be there. Like I wanted everybody to know that I really appreciated appreciated them being there and I wanted to make everything super special. And I love that. I mean, it, it. yes, it is stressful, especially when you're trying to do it yourself. And even in past episodes, I'm like, delegate, guys, delegate. But I know. sometimes you just want to have your hands in everything. And I think that's still fine because you're giving yourself also a deadline. Like it's not, you know, it's not going to yes. be for the rest of your life that you're experiencing this. This is just one set a couple months. <laughs> I'm just going to give it everything I got. And it's like, put your heart into it. And it does show. Yeah. Um, on the day when you really make those personal touches stand out. So yeah. not to add any more stress to those out there, but lean into it. <laughs> I think also I'm a, I'm a creative. So it's like, I yeah. I think it's probably a lot easier if you're not a creative and you, and you can delegate, you know what I mean? And yeah. you, you are, and you don't know how to do things yourself. Like it was almost a curse that I could do everything myself. Cause I'm like, <laughs> well now I, I just have to. I'm also trying to like, I'm saving money that way too. So I was looking at it like a bunch of different ways, but I think it would have been a lot better if I had like a vision and then I could be like, (laughs) and then you do it because I don't know how to draw. But even still, it's like you give someone a vision and you're like, oh, that's how you're executing it. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. So I, I mean, I understand as someone who really wants everything to be right. And your wedding is that just, just lean into it. If you, if you are able to, I think it really comes out magically. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So everyone wants to know about the merch. Oh, hell yeah. So branding a wedding is basically like branding anything else. Yep. What what were your thoughts behind branding your wedding, creating merch and and that whole that whole process? Yeah. So I did end up thinking about my wedding as another brand. I've started many <laughs> brands in the past. So I'm like, well, here's my newest brand that I'm starting. And so my last name is Vanek and my husband's last name is Monaco. And I'm like, you know, God, I'm like, I'm not taking my husband's last name. I'm like, I'm an independent woman. Like this is a modern <laughs> marriage. So instead of calling us the Monaco's, I like branded our name as the Van Monaco's. And then I ended up calling our Chateau Chateau Van Monaco. It's, it wasn't called Chateau Van Monaco. It was called Chateau Varennes. Like that's the name of the, the Chateau. <laughs> but I was like, no, this is Chateau Van Monaco. That is the experience that everybody is getting for the three days that we're there. So I used that as like my jumping off point to design everything. So for the gift bags for everybody, I started with uh, a bunch of my guests were coming with us to the south of France to Nice afterwards to do like a beach, you know, buddy moon afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so I got everybody these um, little beach bags that said Chateau Van Monaco on them in my in my uh, logo that I created. (laughs) And then um, I made t-shirts for everybody as well that I had this like really pretty hand drawing um, on the back of it of me and Jared but like I made it cool enough that didn't it it didn't feel like wedding merch so people would wear it afterwards Mm -hmm. as well Um, and then back in the day I got my start making these rubber bracelets going to emo concerts and stuff like that these thick black rubber bracelets with white writing on them and so I made one of those that said till death on it so everybody kind of got all this different very my brand is called Jack Vanek. It was very Jack Vanek type inspired merch. <laughs> so it was nostalgic because all of my friends I've known forever all wore it back in the day, but it was modern and kind of elegant at the same time. So it was definitely all of my guests' favorite thing. We all wore the shirts on a boat day in Nice afterwards. So it, it was fun. I think everybody enjoyed it. I hope. I no, they do. I think merch at and I, I know we're calling it merch, but it's just another form of gifting. It's yeah. personalized gifting that isn't too cheesy that people will actually use again. Yes. And I love incorporating that at every wedding. Like it's, we did one in the Cape and we had a wave logo. It, it basically starts with a logo. Like you yeah. said, the Van Monaco, it starts just having that one thing. And you're like, how many things can I put yes. this logo on basically? And then we re- ham, we got custom hats and custom bags and custom this and cookies. And like, it was, it just never ends. Once you get a good logo and you feel really confident about that, you're like, 
oh, this is going to be on everything. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, I put mine, we put it on cups. We made, yeah. <laughs> they had like, um, like actual keys for the rooms of the Chateau. So I made those, those cute little like motel yeah. keychains that had it on. We did custom matchbooks. I mean, matchbooks are always like a go-to, I feel like for gifting because people actually use them and we'll take mm-hmm. them home and collect them. Yeah. We literally put the logo on everything. And then I made this it was like a French sort of Picasso-y like doodle design that I ended up putting on our little um, like flower cups that people threw after we walked down the aisle. I love. And I used that in our invitations and like it was sort of like moved its way throughout um, throughout the entire wedding. So, I mean, I, I loved every moment of the, doing that. Yeah, that's uh, gifting is by far my one of my favorite things as well, because even yeah. just seeing the surprise of the guests and how they interact with it and how yeah. excited they are and you know they're not going to toss this because it's different. It doesn't have just your names and a date. It's got a logo and that just makes it totally different. Yeah. And it's just like putting in the time and effort of doing something like that, especially like I said, for a destination wedding, it's like you need to let your know, let your guests know how much you appreciate them being there. And that's like a really fun way to do it. I think. I agree. And speaking of the merch, how did you get it to France? Um, that merch, um, so we stuffed some of it into our suitcases. Copy. Okay. The shirt, the shirts and the bags we shipped. Um, actually my, so my husband is a musician and his, uh, band owns a merch printing warehouse that does all of my merch that I sell on my website. So I was super lucky that they were just able to like print and ship over there. Okay. Um, but for some of the smaller stuff, yeah, we stuffed into our bags and tried to get as much as we could over there ourselves because we also didn't want to lose it. Yeah, no, I that my initial thought was, did you ship or did you take like a million boxes and bags on the plane? Like what it, did that what the experience look like? So yeah, it I was definitely it was some extra suitcases <laughs> for sure. Cause a lot of the stuff was small, like the matchbooks and the key rings and the bracelets, yeah. like those were all small items. So those were easy to take with us. But I was terrified of sh- stuff getting lost in the mail or getting there late. The chateau was in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, just mail even go there that part where's dhl customs are they gonna hold it and be like what's in this box yeah i know there was lots of paperwork (laughs) well and i learned we i actually shipped the matchbooks because you can only fly with one matchbook i learned like so you can't because obviously you don't want it to like sparklers you can't fly with matches i've i learned that the hard way i've ended up with a whole bunch of sparklers i was trying to take to the caribbean and i was like oh you're right. You're like, yeah, I guess this does make sense. You don't want it to like combust on the plane. You're right. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. So pro tip, if you're trying to fly with matchbooks, you can't. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> all right. I do want to know if you had to do it all over again, would you repeat the wedding karaoke and the friend moon? Oh my God. Yes. And yes. The karaoke. (laughs) So we are huge, huge karaoke fans in our friend group. And like I said, our wedding was really small. We had 56 guests total. Um, So it was basically like my best friends, their partners and like some family. Like it was very, very small when you actually kind of break it down. And our friends absolutely love karaoke. So (laughs) we had to sort of like rig our own karaoke system there because again it's I'm a here chateau. for a rigging I'm yes. here for a rig <laughs> my again my husband's a musician so he's like okay I'm gonna buy this console and we're gonna get these chords and these four mics and we brought that was another thing we brought with us on the plane we had to bring wow. our whole karaoke system over there but it was so much fun we picked all of our own songs obviously we had to download them all because the wi-fi was bad at the chateau so love this it was another like stressful <laughs> thing to like add on to everything but I thought it was such a fun personal touch like 
you know, I have danced my ass off at a million different weddings. And I just thought that this was a way to make it personal and to make it feel very us and for our friends feel very them. So we basically karaoke to emo songs and 90s alternative like the entire night. <laughs> and the friend moon. Are oh, you yes. happy with your decision? The buddy moon. Yes. Buddy moon. Okay. Yeah. Super happy. There was 20 of us that ended up going to Nice afterwards and I had a lot of like post-wedding anxiety just because of the hmm. perfectionist in me. And, you know, obviously things are not going to always go right at the wedding. I think that that is like a good thing to always remember. It's not going to be perfect. Mm-mm. But I harped on a lot of the things that like missed the mark and whatever. Mm. And it like it really got I, I suffer from anxiety, too. So I had like a lot of anxiety after that. So it was very nice for us to be able to like continue the party and to like bring our friends with us and decompress together and sort of like reminisce about everything that kind of happened at the wedding too. So I highly recommend it, especially if you're doing destination, people are already there and they're, you know, if they've been planning it for a year, they're thinking of it as a vacation as well. So, and it was everybody's first time being in the South of France pretty much, except for my, me and my husband. So we got to kind of host that too. Like we had gone to Nice before, so we got to plan everything and go to our favorite restaurant there and do the boat day that we had done a year before and like make sure that everything mm. sort of went to plan. So it was really, really fun. I highly recommend it. I love the weather in September was still lovely. Was it early September? Yeah, uh, it was mid-September. There was a rain situation that I stressed out about and <laughs> melted down two times a day about the week before. But we we did get it was supposed to rain the entire day of our wedding, which was my absolute nightmare. But they're like, we can move it inside. Like there's orangery. We can move it into. I'm like, that is a white (laughs) box. If I wanted to get married in a white box, I would have done it at home. So there was a little bit of anxiety about that, but it ended up clearing and it it rained at the end of our dinner, which was okay. We had like parasols and it was really, really beautiful, but it was, uh, it was definitely like a stressor. I love. I mean, weather is, it's the only thing we cannot control. It's the only thing you can't control. <laughs> yet you still stress out about it like you can. Yeah, I know. I know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're going to hop into some listener emails, and I think you're going to be a great help to a lot of people. Great, let's do it. (laughs) The first one is Hello, Betches Brides. I'm seeking your guidance in taming my rebellious side as I start to plan my 2025 wedding. The main issue is, is that I'm having a hard time with the idea of following traditional guidelines. Being someone who takes pride in living an alternative lifestyle, planning an event steeped in age old traditions is already posing a challenge. While I've always envisioned my wedding as unique, I find myself resisting traditional aspects solely for the sake of, well, resisting them. (laughs) I'm struggling to determine which elements are genuinely meaningful to us. How can we strike a balance between our desire for a unique celebration and the traditional elements that make a wedding special? I want to avoid potential regret, such as not having a cake, excluding my nephew as the ring bearer, or foregoing a grand exit, merely to hold up a rebellious image without a purpose. What's the best approach for us to curate a wedding that feels authentic to us? I love this question because I kind of was grappling with the same thing. And I think, number one, you don't need to do anything. Like weddings, 
I, I think especially these days, it's like people are doing alternative things and they're all they're making things their own. So many wedding traditions are outdated and misogynistic. And like, we don't you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Like, I guess, for example, in my wedding, um, I had both of my parents walk me down the aisle because I think like having your father give you away is like weird. And I, I'm, I don't I think I think it's bizarre and not for me. I'm best friends with both my parents. So I loved having them both walk me down. I also like have really bad things. I don't like being the center of attention. So the wedding was weird in itself because it's like you're literally the only person that anybody is looking at the entire day. So there are certain aspects of that that I kind of like didn't want to engage in. Like we didn't do a first dance and we didn't do a father daughter dance like at the reception. We ended up doing like a little moment when we did our first look. Like I had a little dance with my husband and then I had a little moment with my dad because I just didn't I didn't want everybody like looking at me having like an awkward dance. And then obviously like we did like our karaoke and there are um some other aspects of the wedding that we did differently, but there are things that I am really glad that we did do traditionally like my first look with my dad, I think is like my favorite moment of the entire wedding. And like, I wouldn't give that up for anything. And I'm so glad that I have that memory to like hold on to. Um, And same thing with the first look with Jared, I thought was like so beautiful. And it was so amazing to get captured. So I think it's just like, I don't know, like figure out what you actually think is important to you and like the memories that you want to have and kind of like screw everything else. Like a cake, who cares? Like, if that's the thing that you're, like, worried about, like, should I have the cake or not? Like, I don't want to have the cake, but I feel like I should. Like, screw the cake. You don't need a cake, you know? I think that there's, like, a lot of things like that, that it's, like, what what is important to you? What are the memories that you want to have? And, like, what's meaningful? And the other stuff is kind of bullshit in my mind if you don't care about it. Totally. I think understanding that you've already identified that you're resisting them for the sake of resisting them might be something to question. And also if you do want to have the traditional elements because you actually like them and enjoy them, it's like, then lean into it and don't be sad at yourself for saying, I thought I was this rebellious person, but I'm actually a little bit more traditional than I thought. Don't beat yourself up for that either. So if you're questioning these things, just like like you're saying, Jack, like sit down, think about exactly what is meaningful and important for you on your day and do those things only. And I've said this time and time again on this podcast, a wedding is literally just you two getting up there and saying, I do. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing else needs to happen. Like you just have to sign some paperwork. You can technically be married. So what you do at your wedding is 100% unique to you already because it's celebrating your love story. All of the other traditions and formalities choose your adventure. Yeah, it is a choose your own adventure. And like nobody and I think that doing, you know, these kind of alternative there and there's ways to do like traditional things alternatively as well. Like if you want to have that if you want to have that moment. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like when you think about these different things, like how does it make you feel like thinking about that? Me yeah. thinking about doing a first dance in front of all of our guests made me want to crawl in a hole and die. Like so I was like, okay, let's think of an an alternative of doing this. Like I want to have the first dance because I think that's a really important moment, but I don't want to do it traditionally. So if there are certain things like that, that you might want, it's just like, you can, you can think outside of the box and make it your own. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 
All right, next question is, hello, Fallon. I'm seeking your advice on a matter I've encountered with my fiance regarding the personalization of our wedding. To give you some context, I'm what you might call a proud basic betch. <laughs> Neutrals, millennial pink, Stanleys, Uggs, you name it. Yes. I've always envisioned a classic white wedding with no surprises. Now my fiance is a dedicated bodybuilder and the gym is her entire world. Since we started the planning process, she has been playfully suggesting gym-themed elements for both our reception and ceremony. While she insists she's joking, it has come up multiple times. How would you recommend I approach this with her? What's the best way for me to express a gym theme seriously? It's a wedding. And if she remains adamant about incorporating gym elements, how can we do it in a classy and tasteful manner? Thank you for all your advice. A buff betch. <laughs> I love this. It's like two completely different vibes. Two completely different vibes. You know, I think it's obviously important enough to her fiance that she keeps bringing it up multiple times. And maybe she feels a little bit embarrassed about it. And that's why she's sort of bringing it up as a joke to begin with to sort of like test the waters to see how you would respond to it. I think it's like I've seen so many different weddings that people have had and so many different themes that people have had. I think that there is a tasteful way of including any sort of a theme into a wedding. And also it's like I know that you've probably the right the listener that has written in it's like you have been probably the person that's been thinking about your wedding since you're a little girl type of a person and maybe your fiance hasn't, but that doesn't mean that your fiance's wishes and the way that she thinks the wedding is going to be is any less valid than yours. So I think even though the the ask for it being like body or like weightlifting themed seems silly. Like it's obviously, it, I think it's still important. And I think that there is a way that you can both incorporate what you, uh, you envision your wedding to be in a way that you're both happy. Like it shouldn't just be a white, white flowers and a white wedding the way that you want, just because that's the way that you've always envisioned it. Agreed. I think it's, and it's basically, this is your first project together as kind of you're stepping into your marriage. This is, this is your first group project. So yeah. it's coming together to really discuss kind of what each of you have as priorities and what both of you have as a vision for this day. And there are interesting ways that you can incorporate a gym theme and you can name cocktails after yeah. gym equipment. Like there's, you know, cool ways that you could brand certain cocktail napkins or brand certain things that, or even lean into those elements at a rehearsal dinner or a welcome party. So there's, there's a tone and a way to go about it, but I would say y'all know already, I'm going to say, have a conversation mm -hmm. and identify how you want to execute it and what exactly a gym theme means to your fiance, because it might not mean what you mean literally either. So it's making sure that her vision is clear to you because it might just be a color. Yeah, it might not actually be. She wants to see dumbbells all over the place. It might just be. Can we add gray? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like you know. So there's ways to go about it. But y'all know how I feel about it. Talk about it. Have a clear understanding of the next steps and how you're going to execute it together. Yeah, Period. yeah. And you're right. It's like this is like the biggest collaboration that you're going to probably have in your entire life, unless you decide to probably have kids one day. But like <laughs> this. And you have to think of it that way and you have to value each other's like thoughts and opinions, even though one might seem silly to you. So yeah. it's, it's also like, 
you know, as somebody who harped on every single detail, like to the death of me, like it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> like it is, but like it's not. Like if you want to throw like a little dumbbell, like cocktail pick in there and that is going to make your fiance happy, then like I think that's Go a good compromise it. that you could make. Yeah, 100%. All right, you guys. Hi, Betches. I got married on 11-5-23 and was hoping you could answer one of my questions for myself and future brides. I know this podcast has talked about post-wedding blues, but has anyone discussed post-wedding anxiety? I had the best day ever, but found the following few days after our wedding that I had severe anxiety. Did I say hello to enough people? Did I seem too drunk? Did I take it in enough? Are people mad at me for not saying goodbye to them? Lots of people say your wedding day goes by so fast, which I found to be 100% true. However, I also noticed that it went by in a blur. I see pictures from our cocktail hour that I don't even remember take, taking, and my husband is reminding me of conversations I had with guests that I don't really recall. These are all moments that happened before I even started drinking. I clearly remember speeches, dances, cake cutting, and the ceremony, though. Wondering if other brides experience this and do the memories come back? Sincerely, a bride who had the best day ever with a post-wedding anxiety. Oh, my God. Well, this is exactly what I went through. I didn't have the blues (laughs) at all. I had like severe, severe anxiety and it lasted like weeks for me. And it was like a lot of it was a lot of the same thing. It was like, you know, like I said, as somebody, I don't like being the center of attention. I don't like the eyes on me. So having that, it, the, your wedding is so weird. It really is like, it's like you're almost acting the entire day. You're trying to like make sure everybody else is having a good time. Like I was really worried about that because I was like, everybody traveled so far. They spent so much money to be here. Like is everybody having like the best time that they could ever have? Like am I creating a vibe that everybody like is really enjoying? Um, but I think at the end of the day, the only thing that people are really going to remember is like how like did they see their friends in love and having like a really like wonderful time? Did they get to dance? Did they get to drink? And did they ha- have a good time? Like nobody is worrying about those little details the way that you are like at all. Everybody has probably forgotten about all of the things that you harped on and you spiraled about like a million times. So I mean, it's easier said than done because it did take me. It was just time that like it kind of like finally wore off for me. But it, it, it's hard. There's also something that I kind of I found on TikTok. It was a therapist talking about this thing called perfect moment syndrome. And it's it's a lot it has a lot to do with people that like suffer with anxiety and OCD. But it's thinking about this moment, especially with like a wedding or an engagement or like uh, even like a, a vacation or a trip or something like that and envisioning in your mind how it's going to go, how it's going to go. Like uh, it, it's going to go this way. Like he's going to say this and I'm going to look like this and whatever. And then the actual moment comes and it always fo- falls short of your expectations. So you're always going to be kind of disappointed because you have this perfect, perfect moment in your brain of how things are going to be. But it's kind of like grappling with that too, because it's like, we all have these expectations that things are going to go a certain way and they never do because we're human and we're flawed and, and that's okay. And that's what makes like life awesome and beautiful. But it's, you know, I'm, I'm also trying to tell myself the same thing because I I struggled (laughs) with the exact same thing, but I guess like to the listener, it's like, you're, you're not alone. I think a lot of people and a lot of brides do deal with that, especially when it's like, you've put so much into this day. 
You know, it's yeah. like the it's going to be the most expensive day of your life. It's going to be the most stressful and the most pressure that you're probably ever going to have. But for me, I was like, thank God I'm never going to have to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And I think what you said was important. It's at the end of the day, everyone is usually thinking about themselves. Yeah. Um. So you're thinking about yourself in this moment of how you're kind of recalling all of your actions and your performance over a very, very important and pretty much high energy filled day. Yeah. Um, there were lots of highs and lows and you shouldn't hold yourself accountable to that because no one else is thinking about it. No, everybody <laughs> is thinking about the picture that they got in their they, dress. Like, yeah, that's... it was like everyone's thinking about, are were they too drunk? Or yeah. did they do this? And oh my God, was I looking at that guy too long? Like everyone is always thinking about themselves. So yeah. tackling anxiety to me is like, what's anxiety is just, it's false. It's false information that lives in your head. And if you sat down and actually wrote down like the things that you're anxious about or things that you're fearful of, they're just thoughts. Yeah. They're not real. They can't hurt you. They can't get you. And the more time you spend thinking about it and wasting energy on it, the less time you have to actually live in the moment and enjoy what's happening in real time. So, uh, so true. I, I encourage you to move forward, Sister Grand. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Let's get into some game time. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. This is a game of unpopular opinions. Ooh. So my producer has picked out a few of our listeners' unpopular opinions, and it's our job to discuss if we agree or disagree. Okay. All right. The bride should be present at the bachelor slash stag party. Uh, so does that mean she is just going or you're having a joint? That's weird. <laughs> I, I thought it's called Jack and Jill if you had a joint. So if you're just going to hang out with the guys to see no. what they're doing. <laughs> no. You might have bigger problems. I know. I'm you. like, that just screams <laughs> trust issues. Like, oh Period. boy. If you think yeah. that you can't leave him alone for a second and that's going to be the only time that he's going to be doing something shady, like you have a bigger conversation to have. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say that we had a joint bachelor bachelorette party and we freaking loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I think I like those because you can get it done in one sitting and <laughs> I know and it's done. But it's well, and it's we, we're like big. All of our friends are friends with each other. So it was really fun for us. And, and I just love being around my husband. So I'm like, why? Why wouldn't we? You know, why wouldn't we just have like a massive that. party? Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right. Dessert table is the least important part of the reception. Hmm. I mean, I would agree. I don't even yeah. know if any, but we had a quackenbush, the like French, the little donuts. They mm -hmm. put them into like the, you know, the little like cone shape thing. Love. I don't think, I don't think anybody ate them. Yeah. I would probably, mm, dessert table is the least important. I, I can mean, think of a, a few least important, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things of all the weddings I've done, it's, it's a hit or miss. If you guys are known for desserts, and like people know you uh, like I have a groom right now. He has a crazy sweet tooth. That dessert table, I'm sure, is going to be obliterated by him and anyone else who has a sweet tooth. But I agree. It's not something to stress your life about. I mean, I love a dessert and I always go for the dessert table at a wedding. So maybe I will change my answer. But like, <laughs> I think the most important thing is the open bar, of course. But like that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going like bar or dessert table, like that's where I'm going. Yeah. I was like. 
Yeah, we've got bigger fish to fry here. Oh, yeah. You should be able to ask your bridesmaids to dye their hair a normal color for the wedding. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. This, I've seen so many TikToks about this of like a friend that has blue hair that they wanted to dye brown just to like fit their color scheme. I think number one, if you, we didn't, I didn't have bridesmaids, but I, I, I just think it's, bridesmaids should be at your wedding to support you on the big day. Like they are not there to like work for free. So asking them to change something that is like a massive part of their identity to me is absolutely insane. Not it. Like, yeah, it's rude. It's like, it's narcissistic. It's if somebody asked me to do that, I'd be like, I don't even know if I'm coming to your wedding anymore. I mean, it's kind of like the same way everyone is like, you should really be accepting your partner as they are. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be wanting to change a single thing. I think that goes the same for your friends. Like either you like them exactly as they are or they shouldn't be in your wedding party. Like, girl, don't come in here if you're going to have blue hair. Like expect that they're going to be exactly the same, if not even a little crazier on your wedding yeah, day. Yeah, like a heightened like, version of themselves. Yeah, I was like, choose wisely. I've, I've said that many a time too. So they're, they're, they are who they are and that's it. That's, that's what you get. I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think you should ask anyone to make any appearance changes. No, and it's like to think that they're like something that their identity is less important to like your color scheme on your wedding day is it's just a crazy Not thought it. to have. Yeah, yeah. And if you're worried about something like that, to be honest, the pictures you're probably going to frame are really the ones of the both of you. Yeah. So don't even think about it. And it's such a cool, it's a cool picture to have someone with a cool look on your wedding day to look back at. Because they might one day be old and gray and they'd be like, (laughs) remember when I had blue hair at your wedding? It's just, it's capturing time, which I think is beautiful. I loved it. We, so my like color scheme that I did for our guests was just bright colors. And especially for like all my best friends, like they dress like the color, like all different, like bright, bright, beautiful, like rainbow colors. So I'm like, I would have loved to love a colored hair in my picture. And but <laughs> now we're going to be like, we can you actually that. dye your hair a different color for the wedding? Well, unfortunately like we asking. passed that phase of our lives. Like I had a blue, green, purple haired phase of my life, but I'm a little bit too, now we're in our mid thirties. I'm like, could have done a mid-20s wedding and had to be so much different. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Group photos should be done during the reception. Anything else is unauthentic and fake. Reception. So like after you've been like partying? Yeah. Group photos should be done during the reception. I guess what they're trying to say is you shouldn't do a first look. Oh. I'm assuming with your partner. Cause you don't really take photos during the reception. You take photos during, if you don't do first look, you take them during cocktail hour or cocktail immediately hour. following the ceremony. We're going to, yeah. we're going to rephrase this group photos should be taken after the ceremony. Anything else is unauthentic and fake. Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I think it's just like, do whatever feels right for you. I yeah. did make, I made, well, it kind of went both ways, but I didn't end up getting group photos with everybody that I wanted to, which was one of my biggest regrets for the day. Hmm. I like made a general shot list for people, but I didn't make sure that it was really followed. So that's something that <laughs> I would uh, really recommend making an absolute shot list. Cause once you're in it, I was like, yeah, I just, I took pictures with everybody. Didn't I? And I'm like, I took pictures with nobody. Yeah. No, I was like a shot list is like, 
now it's, I really have to have an additional assistant if we have like a lot of a large wedding party or like a long shot list. Yeah. So think about someone who can, now I ask for face sheets, especially for my VIPs. Like, Hey, show me, show me who this person is. Cause I've never met your distant cousin that you want a picture with. Right. How am I going to know? And how's your photographer from Spain going to know? So it's like, I have to hire a person specifically to walk through and be like, all right, or hire or not hire someone, but ask someone from your family to be like, all right, Jessica, you are in charge of wrangling all the aunts. Yeah. Bring them over. So I think thinking through that shot list to make sure you get the group pictures is like, oh my God, it's wrangling cats, honey. It is, it is its own. Once they start drinking you don't get them. So that's why you have to do it ahead of time. Well, and like for me too, when we were doing that, it was like right off, obviously it's right after the ceremony. I'm like, all I want to do is have a, like a glass of champagne. And I'm like, I'm like, we can do this later. I'm like, I'm too overwhelmed right now. And then we never ended up doing it. So that Uh, is one of my biggest regrets. I'd highly recommend making sure those pictures get taken. Cause you'll forget. You will. I love a first look, but I also, I'm either way I can be, I can be sold whether you do your pictures in the front end i don't think it's unauthentic or fake because it's not like you're putting on a what unauthentic and fake to me would be putting your wedding dress and everything on and not getting married and then and then having these pictures of a fake wedding that to me is fake the fact that you're it's in the day i don't think it anything that you do no matter what time if you did it first thing in the morning or dead last at evening. Ne- never, it would never be unauthentic or fake to do your pictures. No, at any do time. however you want to do them. Whatever, girl. Who cares? Because <laughs> the lighting is also better in top of the day, so I would do it then. But you didn't ask me. Well, yeah. you kind of did. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> All right, you can ask a guest to leave if they're not dressed appropriately. <laughs> no, I mean, who? I mean, unless unless they're wearing white, I feel like that is. I mean, inappropriately, I, I, I guess that's a sliding scale. And that's up for interpretation. Yeah. Like I, unless somebody, I don't know, like I, unless they're in like a bikini and you're having like a formal wedding or unless they're doing it purposefully. And mm. if you have somebody in your life that you know is like a little bit of an asshole and is being defiant or like doesn't has some vendetta against you and they're dressing a certain way because they know it's going to upset you. I feel like context matters in this. And then I also just, I think you, you cannot show up to a wedding in white unless it's part of the dress code. Yeah. Or I'm even thinking of like cultural ceremonies where maybe you've asked people to cover shoulders or just because it, you know, might be a different aesthetic (laughs) what you're going for I don't I don't I think as long as you communicate ahead of time what your desires are and making those expectations clear I agree with you if someone's being like blatantly disrespectful and like trying to show off I think you're well within your rights to say hey this is this isn't what we're going for here do you mind leaving or putting a jacket on over that yeah and I think (laughs) yeah when it comes if you want a very specific dress code you need to be very uh, clear with what you are looking for because people will interpret formal in a million different ways. In a ways. whole different way. They'll be like, yes, mini dress. And it's like, well, and that, mm, not quite. It's not exactly what formal <laughs> is, but then like people don't know or they don't care. Or like if you want people to wear full length formal gowns, then you need to make that extremely, extremely clear mm-hmm. to people. I use Pinterest boards a lot when we're sending out just under your FAQ page, like, hey, the reception's definitely going to be black tie 
and not optional. So <laughs> not in bold, not, red, underlined, 24 not point. optional. <laughs> so make sure you're giving them a, at least a roadmap to success because sometimes this might be the first time that they're actually un- having to understand what black tie is. Yeah. So yeah. make it clear visually. <laughs> make it clear. I know Pinterest boards are like everybody's best friend. It's a goal, baby. That's like, let, let me show you. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the link. I know. <laughs> um, do you have any other parting words, things that you'd love our listeners to know? Um, Man, I just think, you know, try to enjoy the ride of wedding planning as much mm. as you can. Like, I think for me, such an amazing part of it was being able to do a lot of things with my parents. I don't know if you know, but I tried on 141 wedding dresses in my search for my wedding dress. It was another thing that I obsessed Mm. about. But Mm my I'm an only child too. And my parents are my best friend. And they came with me to like all of my wedding dress appointments. It was the whole thing. And they helped so much with the planning. Obviously, my husband did too. But like my parents were really in it. And that to me, I think was one of the coolest parts of the entire thing. It like made Mm. our year this really fun bonding experience. And I think it's just like really, you know, treasure the times and like the cool parts of the planning and try not to get so stuck in the weeds of things Mm. and um, let it consume your life like it did mine (laughs) at the end. (laughs) And, you know, and at the end of the day, the wedding, it's just supposed to be a day between you and your partner and, you know, really remember that and try not to get stuck in the things that that really don't matter because the details nobody is going to notice. Nobody is going to care if something if the napkin didn't get put out like they're going to think about, you know, your love and how much you guys care for each other. Yeah. Only, you know, what it was supposed to look like. What they're saying is, I keep telling myself that (laughs) they have no idea what was in your head. Um, But after every wedding, I have to tell myself the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, but this never made it, and that never made it. And the client is like, it was lovely, and you're like, oh, that's great. (laughs) Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, we're gonna go with a lot of things, girl. But anyway, um, (laughs) I know Uh, that's weddings for you, though. (laughs) That's weddings. All right, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Jack, where can people follow along, even though I have a feeling they already know? Ow. The point is in the right direction again. My Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, everything is just at Jack Vanek. And then if you want to listen to my podcast, I have a girl talk podcast called The Lady Gang. And then if you're into true crime, I have a true crime podcast called The First Degree love and you guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram you can follow me at I am Fallon Carter be sure to rate review follow the show on Apple Spotify or wherever you're listening now we'll have new episodes every single Monday so please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode thank you so much for listening until death do us part Betches